All right, check one, two. And that was how I made my fourth million dollars. This week? Yeah, this week, but then, you know, casinos. Who's counting? I bought the land for them. I didn't uh, ever, ga- I wouldn't gamble, Neil. No. Speaking of gambling, hey, guys, thanks for taking a chance on us. Tyler and Neil Explain Everything Podcast. Best use of your money ever. Oh, my goodness. How can they give us money? <laughs> Just throw it in the air. We'll find it. <laughs> We're good treasure hunters. We're like Nicholas Cage and National Treasure. We're going to find your National Treasure. Or Patreon, money. but whatever you want to do. Patreon.com slash slash explain Tyler everything. <laughs> Same thing. Uh, Patreon.com Zero slash is zero, so it doesn't matter it to is, either one. It is. Yeah, but you're not, you're, it's not a gamble. It's a guaranteed lock. That's the Tyler. Tyler These are my cold hearted locks this week. <laughs> Call in to my 800 number. I'll tell you every single one of the picks. You ever listen to one of those? Oh, yeah. Eat the frog legs. Put them behind your ear. Is that it? Nope. I don't know oh, man. It's right. Joe Rogan. Okay. <laughs> I told you. Speaking of, you we did. just passed Joe Rogan and listens. Hey. For right now Take from that. you. Take that, Joe. Because <laughs> you have I, to be. I don't listen. You have to be listening to us right now. To hear it. Is it weird that John Boyd is here in the studio and we have not said a word? About it's it's not weird. He knows. We kind of just said before we hit record, hey, man, we're going to do an intro. Don't say anything. You're going to get your chance. <laughs> we didn't say don't say anything. We just said You jump, said choose your in. words wisely if you want to continue. I was like, this is happening like right now. This is happening right now. That beautiful voice you just heard is not- Professor Jonathan William Whoa. Winifred Whoa. Boyd. Esquire. Esquire, yeah, the second. Boyd. John Boyd in the studio, ladies and gentlemen. John Boyd, give it up for John Boyd, everybody. Hey, that name sounds so Caucasian right there. John, John Boyd. John Boyd. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's our demographic. I don't know if you noticed, but <laughs> hate to break this to you, John. I'm white. I can't help it. I didn't choose it. It just happened. All right. Lord help us. <laughs> John Boyd is in here with us. We are. We're going to break down. You know, at the beginning, you know, a minute ago, you were you were said we got somebody in in the studio with us. And you know who he is? He's, you know what I thought you were going to say? No, I don't. Please tell me. I thought you were going to say Joseph Tilly. Oh, that would have been a great way to intro the greatest music podcast person. That sentence didn't make sense. But you know what I mean. Ever created. Yeah. Joseph, thank you so much for writing that original music. His name Um, is John. John Just Tilly. Just look at him. Oh, Just sorry. His name is John. <laughs> sorry. Joseph Tilly is not here. Joseph did an episode with us. He, he did. explained Spotify because yep. he makes music. You know who else makes music? Beautiful music? John Boyd. Nope. Okay. Nope. That was quick. Nope. <laughs> so I guess we're not explaining. We're, we're not going with the rules beats. of improv on Apple this one, are we? Beats. <laughs> you know who also makes music? Nope. He, he didn't even let you go there. Nope. <laughs> Check right. yourself. So we actually did an episode of NLC Live on the shooting range. John Boyd has been in law enforcement how many years? Man, it's been a minute, about 20 plus. 20 plus years. John Boyd's been. That's incredible. Snapping necks and cashing checks. That's right. Kitty, kitty, That's actually what it says on his business card. (laughs) Snapping necks and cashing checks. So good, John. You're an inspiration. So why would we bring him in today, Neil? Uh, We need an expert. On what? Oh, boy. So this this topic, it's all fun and games right now, but it's yeah, not about, about to get real. It's about to get really, really real. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Boyd's been in law enforcement for years, and so we needed his level of expertise. We're going to talk today about the opioid epidemic. Mm. You can call it whatever you want. Actually, there was a, um, an article that was written about a week ago, and they said we need to stop calling it the opioid epidemic. It's worse than that. I'm like, I don't know how else you say it. Mm-hmm. But... Plague, the opioid plague. I mean, it, well, that would it is. that would work. Yeah, that yeah. would work for sure. So, what is okay? I'm going to ask this just because I 
I am base level zero on this, okay? Right. So I know it. It's it's a drug essentially. Is it a collection of drugs? Is it one specific drug? What what is what falls into this realm and this umbrella? Man, um, some of our opioids are um, derived from the plant, the opium poppy plant. Okay, and some of our opioids are man-made, man-derivative. Wasn't like wasn't this like drug really hype back like Genghis Khan time? Yes. Like, didn't they do a ton of it? I remember yes. that in like history class in high school. Lots of opium. Okay, opium. That's it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I remember studying that. So, which is where it comes from. So, uh, opioids, obviously, we're, we're talking about an epidemic. You're talking about a plague. You can call it whatever you want. But mm-hmm. opioids are everywhere right now. And yep. this is not like, this drug is extremely different from meth, from cocaine, from whatever. Because you're talking about opioids, but you're also talking about it's heroin. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then it goes on after that. Yes. How does, uh, okay, opioids is just a word for, there's a lot of different categories in there. You're talking about, like, prescription pain. Yeah. Hydrocodone, oxycodone, Percocets, morphine, codeine, fentanyl, okay. all that stuff. That falls into this category. In this category. And, you know, it it just, we're prescribed these things for, you know, for pain, to relieve pain. And, yeah. um, You're some talking people, chronic pain. You're not talking just like pain. I got a headache. Yeah, no. I'm talking about chronic pain. Um, <clears throat> we see a lot of people, cancer patients. People had major, major traumatic injuries and things like that. They use a lot of doctors prescribe them after surgeries. Okay. Um, those natures right there. But the problem is it's so addictive. It's a a lot of times people can get extremely, extremely addictive. addictive. And what's the difference between like how addictive it is compared to like marijuana or some of these other like cocaine or some of these other drugs? Um, for me, you know, just being around it, it, it is like something that you just don't. Just can't let go of it. it. It's constantly there. You've seen the effects. Of yeah, this. you yeah. know, look at a couple guys just smoking, a, you know, blonde or weed, and you know the high comes and the high goes. Mm-hmm. You know that opioids or heroin, it's a lingering effect. It yeah. stays there for a long time, and usually, when people get a bit addicted to these um, after something, you know, from a traumatic injury, injury something, you know, they don't want that pain to come back. And so before that opioid or that Percocet or hydrocodone wears off, they take another one. So a lot of these epidemics have come from mismanagement of the prescription or who's taking the medication, how often should I take it. Yeah. Should I take it in this four-hour window and then wait another four hours and take it? And they're like— They don't want the valleys. They, they don't want, want to stay valleys. on the highs. No, they okay. want to stay on that high and that, that relax and that pain-free feeling. And so, then after that, you just stay on it. So there's a there's a number that says up to 29% of people who are prescribed opioids for pain misuse it. Mm-hmm. That's oh, up wow. to 29. Yeah. So you got to think one out of every four people at least is gonna. It, so you when that doctor prescribes that and you said it could be literally it's it's anything. It could be oxycodone, hydrocodone, whatever those are. Odds are they're going to misuse it. So misuse really defined is you're taking it again before you're supposed to take before it. Before you're supposed to take it. Um, <clears throat> I had a rotator cuff surgery. And the um, doctor prescribed me Oxy, and I took it that one night, and I'm not one to take medications. And, man, it had me tripping. Feeling you better? know, I was launching, yeah. straight up launching, yeah. man. Yeesh. And I just stopped taking it. You know, it just made, I didn't like the feeling. Yeah. Um, not nothing, having control, essentially. Nothing. Yeah. You know, it was just, I was just so 
zombified. I start hallucinating, seeing things, oh hearing things. My goodness. Well, you man. know, I was just like, I'm done with this. I, yeah. I end up flushing them down the toilet, which is another bad way to get rid of them. Man, go to see your fire department or your local um, law enforcement agency. So they do drug take-back things. So they, you get For real. Drug drop box. You can just pull up, open the door, drop it off, never even have to make no human way. contact. Nope. Wow, I, I did not know that. that. Yes. Would you get in trouble for it if nope. you did that? Yeah. What if I roll up with, like, I got, like, a wheelbarrow full of it? Would y'all ask questions? Man, you know what? Just to get it off the street. <laughs> I want to know and, more about how you're rolling up with a wheelbarrow. <laughs> with a wheelbarrow. But I got a, I got a, I got a go-kart, <laughs> I got and I hook it on the back, <laughs> oh and we just God. ride high. <laughs> but, you know, it's just to keep this stuff from being in the wrong hands and yeah. to keep people from being addicted to this kind of thing, like— I know at my agency, we didn't ask any questions. You rolled up, you, just, you open the door, you dump it. Yeah, because you got to have that trust or people aren't going to bring it in no, at all. Gonna, They'll gonna get too nervous. Even if it's for mm-hmm. like, I was prescribed this, like you, yeah. I didn't. I took one, it's not my, my thing, I'm going to dump it off. They would be nervous. I yeah. would be nervous. I had a lady that came in and, and she dropped off, man, I can't tell you how many fentanyl patches. I mean, boxes and boxes and boxes of them. Yeah. And she's like, I just never took them when I, the doctor prescribed it to me, but I didn't want to flush them down the toilet. Because they're just sitting there at the house. Yeah. So I wonder if the pharmaceutical companies knew that it was going to be as addictive as it actually is. So in the early 1990s, when when the pharmaceutical companies came out and they told the medical community, they say, listen, doctors, your patients, this is how they push it. They said, it, you're, they're not going to get addicted. I don't know if they didn't see this coming. I have no idea. But it's obviously extremely addictive. Man, uh, before they release any type of medication, they do what? They do a test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just don't feel like they didn't see. They didn't see this coming. Didn't see this coming. I, I feel like that um, they knew it was going to have some type of side effect, but they didn't know it was going to be this brazen, this, so this I quick. Wonder, I wonder if, okay, so doctors prescribe it so easy. At some point, doctors, mm-hmm. they're prescribing this. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they are part of this epidemic because they're just handing it out left and right. It's one of their first, you know, like they're going to give you an antibiotic if you've got a sore throat or whatever. But yeah. you're like, okay, maybe let your body fight it and get over it. And then in this same situation, like maybe they could, I mean, can they stop? Well, giving? you know, they're starting to hold them accountable. There was a couple of doctors here uh, in our area we lived in that have been arrested, you know, in charge. Because they're giving out too much. Giving out too much. To misuse oh. of yeah. um, just like a percentage out. thing based on oh, the yeah. number. They're but just the signing it. If one, if like what is it, twenty nine percent? If yeah. one out of four, almost one out of three people that mm-hmm. they give it to, or like misuse it, you have to be overly responsible mm-hmm. on that end because you're essentially giving someone a legal yeah. ability yeah. to get mm-hmm. a drug that one out of two or three, you know, one out of four, one out of three people are going to mess up with. What and we've so, seen in cases that a lot of the people who are getting these prescriptions from these doctors don't even need it. Really? So they just say, like, oh, my back, again, like, they'll say something, yeah. oh. and they'll be like, okay, well, back pain this, back mm-hmm. pain that. First go-to. I know there was one case where a doctor, man, they looked at the scripts, and that joker had rolled several hundred that week. Oh, my gosh. You know, it's just, just, just go-to, just getting them out, which goes back to, you know, my personal thoughts is that you know, manufacturer, who's pushing mm-hmm. that they write that many, you know, right. who's benefiting yeah. from yeah. Yep. Well, that, that's the thing. Like, I know some. I have some friends that were pharmaceutical sales reps, mm-hmm. and I know back in the day, you could pretty much like do anything. Like, they yeah. get benefits for giving out more of their yeah. medication. And I know they've over the past like five or ten years, they've restricted a lot of what they can do for doctors, what yep. they can give doctors, yep. like anything, taking them out. Um, it's been real restrictive because if I'm a doctor and this one rep is giving me this much money or mm-hmm. taking me out to play golf oh, or yeah. I get to go on these cruises mm-hmm. or whatever it is, I'm getting that for using theirs. 
I mean, even if we try our best to be unbiased, we're going to be a little biased, you know, mm-hmm. yep. because it's it's going to creep in there, even if we're thinking about it consciously or not. When yep. when these doctors give out a a free sample, which they're or sorry, when these pharmaceutical reps give out these free samples, it used to be unchecked. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. are codes on these free sample bottles that if that bottle is ever found. They can track it back to where that rep gave it, what doctor they gave it to, what nurse. I mean, so they'll do a full investigation. It never used to be that that yeah, bad. No. So all of this, uh, all, all this opioid and, and all these prescription drugs and all this kind of stuff, this is kind of a gateway. So just based off of uh, what it's it's leaning towards. So it starts here. It's kind of like a rich man's drug is kind mm-hmm. of what it's called because you could be any level of what you could be a high level business executive and you're walking around addicted to these highly functional your kids are getting really yeah, yeah. oh mm-hmm. god highly functional it's different than if you just, i don't know i mean i've never snorted cocaine but i don't know but I mean, or can you walk around and challenge okay. wow but <laughs> steroids kidding. i've definitely taken a lot oh, of yeah. steroids yeah put me yeah. down neil oh my gosh <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it's like so you're Water saying you can walk you around <laughs> Yeah. Crazy oh, guys. I'm sorry, guy. I'm sorry. You lost me for a sec. So it's like you, you can walk around and and you're a functioning... Yeah, like adult. a functional alcoholic. Some of them have um, heavier side effects and some of them don't have that much where, you know, like with heroin, heroin you know, you, some of those, they're just in that loose, relaxed, you know, mental okay. fog and they're just laid out Gosh. somewhere. And then some of they're them out. are just... Still functional, like they've taken so much of the stuff that they're they're numb, they're numb yeah. and they're looking for that next level, which leads okay. to a lot of overdoses. Yeah. So opioids leads to a heroin addiction. Yeah. It's kind of a gateway to that. Mm-hmm. I have a question. So, whenever from your experience, what you've seen in law enforcement and handling situations like this, do you see the more cases of where it's like gone really wrong? Do you see that more of they took the the like they went and saw a doctor and got it the legal route or is it more the illegal route? I bought it from somebody who had this. Like, which one do you see more of? You know, people that I see it? more of someone handing a person a pill for a headache. Gotcha. So I'm just trying to help out a buddy. I'm but trying I'm to not think of the buddy. ramifications of Mm-mm. it. You know, got it. Um, so illegal. Uh, yeah, you know, taking medication from someone. Hey, I got a headache, yeah. and it's like, hey, I got an aspirin, and you don't even know what you have, and you've given them that pill. Hey, you got one of those pills. Wow, you know, so a lot of addictions that I've come across have been accidental. Wow. Then, you know, because you don't know you're going to be an addict until all of a sudden you start taking it. Yeah, yeah. you're like, I need that. Yeah, I need that. Wow, and, you know, just man, they've got so creative on how they take it. You know, some of them just swallow the pill, some of them liquefied, some of them crush them up, some of them inject them. You know, um, direct blood source. So, um, is heroin? Wow. Can you only inject it, or are there other ways? There's other ways. I've seen people do heroin all kind of. <laughs> Kind of okay. crazy way. So it's not the only way. Because I mean, no. if you're watching a movie or a show or whatever, and The Wire. Okay. Have you seen it? Um, Have you seen yeah. The Wire? Yes. This is the number one rated show mm-hmm. of like that. And Sopranos. It's, yeah. I've never seen Sopranos, but yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to get so off on that. Show but you, no, it's good. <laughs> there's there's usage of that oh, yeah, in that yeah. show from well, what okay. I've heard. So I've never gonna, seen it. No, of course, never. Never. Seen, neither mm-hmm. has Johnny. Was they kidding. portray it a certain way. You know, there are people that are taking heroin and they're injecting and they're trying to hide where they inject. They're trying to hide all that kind of stuff. But then at some point. Is there a, I mean, I'm not trying to educate people on this, but I mean, uh, an injection is not the only way that you can take care of it. No. Okay. 
So heroin injections and or taking heroin or being hooked on heroin is where the majority of these deaths are coming from, even though it can come from the pills from the pharmaceutical side. So over 130 people in the United States die every single day from a heroin overdose. Oh, the United States in 2019, it costs the United States $78 billion a year. This addiction in healthcare, in addiction treatment, in jail time, not to mention lost wages, lost work time, unproductive time because of a heroin addiction or an opioid addiction, which is nuts. It's mm. insane. And it's something that, um, personally, I don't think enough people are talking about. It's not like, you don't see politicians saying, this is what I'm going to work on. I'm going to try to help this. Like, it just doesn't feel like we're talking about enough if it's affecting this many communities. That's a lot. And it's like, I remember, because um, I know that, like, um, President Trump is currently, like, seeking people that are trying to work towards this. And I know that back whenever... Um, uh, Hillary Clinton, when she before she announced her, she was running. She went to different cities just to see what the needs were. And I remember reading an article, and it said like consensus was this is the number one thing that is like hurting our inner so, cities, yeah, like because it's it's just affecting so many families and communities, and it's mm-hmm. spiraling off, and it's more accessible than something else. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just it seems like something that. You know, just those little areas, I think we should be talking about more from, you know, even more local politicians. Well, you know, it's got so bad that all of your local um, law enforcement agencies and fire departments, EMS and stuff are carrying around um, Narcan. You know, that's like, uh, it's called naloxone. Well, what it is is a medicine that can treat opioid overdose when given the right way. And some of them is you spray it into your nasal cavity. It is a uh, rapidly binding to the opioid receptors and blocking the effects of the opioid drug. So it can like stop it, it like what's happening it right then. They're having a they're mm-hmm. having an overdose. They're having an you overdose. Show up. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And we're having to carry this stuff, you know, on patrol or in our everyday to day functions because we're running across this. You can you can look up and see how many agencies have saved a life in the last month or so using that Narcan. No. Wow. And, you know, some of them have been repeated. You know, you save a dude's life with that Narcan, oh, no. get it taken care of, about a couple of days later. No. Here we go again. There again. Same guy. So uh, part of the reason why we wanted to do this episode is you and I talked a while back. We had a situation, a friend of ours, mutual friend of ours, his son, had had an overdose. Yes. And we started talking on the phone and trying to explain, which I would just love to open this up and just let you talk. Why is it that somebody who could be on heroin all of a sudden overdoses? Or when someone is in rehab, they rehab clearly for a while, and then all of a sudden they overdose. And the mixture of dangerous things like can you talk a little bit about that because it's kind of confusing like you're like yeah if you're on heroin or whatever like don't you know what your limits are Mm -hmm. but that's not that's not the case man it's just um i've seen that when people are taking this heroin or this opioid and they get help from it right and the levels drop and so you know i had a friend of mine personal friend that went back Relapse, and he was taking the same level that he was taking prior to him getting off of it, and it it, it killed him. He overdosed on it. So it's like it, your system like, gets used mm-hmm. to it over a while. You yeah. get off of the drug, mm-hmm. and then when you, you're saying they jump back on at the same mm-hmm. level that they were, and that yeah. amount kills them. Yeah. Why? why? Uh, it, it decreases the amount of oxygen to the brain. Just sucks all the oxygen wow. out. Boom. And they think they're ready for it, but they're not because yep. of what they... It's like you train up, run a marathon, then you don't do anything for four years, then you just run another mm. marathon. It's like it hits oh, yeah. them. Is the drug stronger or is the... like it, Obviously, that's probably evolving as well. Yep. 
And then it's just that amount, you know, hey, I'm used to taking this amount, you know. Oh, um, okay, okay. I think he, gotcha. he was journaling, and he I can't even remember the milligrams or the amount he was taking, and it was – he had built his resistance up, man, you know, the doctor said he should – been able to kill a small horse no way. as much as he was taking. And um, he got off of it, doing good for some months. So he's clean. He was clean. And, you know, he got hanging around some friends oh and stuff gosh. and just took a pill um, a couple days in a row. And then right after that, he started shooting back up, and he wasn't feeling that same high that he was used to. Uh, so they're chasing the high. The yeah, he, he doubled the amount, you know, to get back where he was. Hey, I was taking this. Yeah. And um, yeah, so uh, this 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 study uh, this this is 2019. It says 40 to 60 percent of people who complete a rehab program suffer from a relapse, mm-hmm. and that shocked me. I was like, wait a minute, why? Okay, the drug changes a little bit. It evolves. Mm-hmm. Whatever's on the street is not a is wasn't built in a lab. No. So they're making and mixing this. What mm-hmm. is that like? Because there are different strands. There are different, fl- I hate to say flavors, but there are different kinds of heroin that are out there. Man, they meet the, count, the clientele that they're they're serving. Yeah. You know, back in the day, remember doing the crack epidemic that, you know, I had people cooking crack that was just adding stuff to get another high off of it in the crack. You so know? What, what do they add to it? Um uh, where the case when he was adding battery acid. Oh gosh, to it, Red Devil Eye or stuff like that. And you saying that it would it would uh, certain drugs give you the drop, other mm-hmm. drugs give you that you're getting a high. Yeah, they're basically mixing different ingredients to be able to combat that so that there is no drop or there is. I mean, just, mm-hmm. and this isn't like this is genuinely not in a lab. No. They're just experimenting, experimenting with this on with the street. People, yeah. Wow. Gosh, hard is just. Br- Going a thousand miles an hour, trying to keep up, and that's that oxygen to the Damn. brain, and it's over. It's over. There are all these studies that show like that. They'll show like caffeine being addictive. They'll uh-huh. show that sugar being addictive. They're uh-huh. saying sugar is as addictive as like crack cocaine, mm-hmm. but then heroin is just way, 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 it's way crazier worse. above that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like honestly, you're and I'm we're, we're joking around, it, but caffeine, like people get that and they're like, I oh, can't. Yeah. That's all. It's all in the brain. The way yep. that chemical works. Yep. Um, so I was talking with a pharmaceutical rep a couple of days ago, and he was talking about how the drug gets in the United States. So if you watch any, you watch Bad Boys for Life three now in theaters, made sixty nine million dollars. Have you seen it? Uh, no, I have not. <laughs> have you seen it? No, no. They're I'm really thinking, old. I'm thinking Martin one. Lawrence is a little too old. To oh me. my gosh! Hey, he's doing his best. Let's hey. give him Martin Lawrence. He's a wild <laughs> hog. <laughs> he is, oh my god! Wow. He, he is credited with best. the only thing I know in Spanish from Blue Streak. You think I got to los pantalones? <laughs> I have a cat in my pants. Oh my wow! God. Yeah, it's all thanks, I remember. Thanks, Martin. Yeah, he taught me more in one movie than two years oh of Spanish in high god. school. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Sorry. Uh, there I, you no, go. that's okay. We took a I'm adding zero value. <laughs> My name is Tyler. We had like sorry. Uh, like, I'm sorry, John. Forgive me, please. <laughs> so like you see these movies where they always have this cocaine that's coming in out of the country from whatever and it's typically it's coming on a boat. Did you see that one? Did you see where uh, I was like U.S. forces got on top of this really jury-rigged submarine, and they were yeah. basically pounding in the roof of this thing because these guys built a submarine. I don't, I don't hey, know what. Those submarines are not janky anymore. Not, those For jokers real? are like high-tech. They're bringing cocaine in I mean, those things are, I mean, I, I'm not, you know, an avid, you know, but 
those things are look very legit. I mean, how, they're, how weird would it be if they did all that effort? They cracked this thing open. It was just a bunch of build a bears. That's all it was that they were bringing yeah. the country. Like no. illegal build a bears. They're too expensive. We need a discount. <laughs> Side note. They're working on a crossover between Build-A-Bear and Baby Yoda. I just want you to know they're oh my working goodness. on that right now. I'm, gonna, wow. I'm just going to go and say it. I'll take two. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Okay, so like all those shows and, and whatever we know, this, th- that's mm-hmm. how some of that cocaine is coming in. That's how some of the stuff is coming yeah. in. But where's heroin coming from? Man, you know, a lot of it is man-made. So it's like here. It. Yeah, it's like here. Um, a lot of it is shipped in. Um, a lot of it comes from over the border. And then a lot of people will make... Um, Black tar heroin or trash heroin, where they're just putting a bunch of ingredients together that are the components of the opium or the opioids that it takes to make it, and they're making it here in the house. This is Walter White level stuff. Like, yeah. you're just out there making their own. Yeah, just like brand. meth. You know, yeah. when you're doing meth, you know, when you do the pop meth labs and uh, meth lab in a bottle, or we just call it bathtub meth, where you're just putting a bunch of ingredients in the tub and mixing yeah. it together. It's the same thing. That's so wild. Uh, the, you know, there's kind of like a ground zero for the opioid epidemic is really bad in Ohio and a little bit of Pennsylvania. And when I was talking to this guy, he's saying it's coming across the border. It's not coming across the border that most of us think it's coming across. Mm-hmm. It's coming from Canada. It's coming from up north, and it's coming in. But it, it, he said most of the arrests that they are making is along the Appalachian Trail mm-hmm. because they have found routes to bring this in through the country that are so backwoods like you don't know it's there. Mm-hmm. As, I mean, it's literally their submarine, and that's yeah. where it's, it's. So it's landing in these midwestern towns, and that's just where it, it goes bad. You tookers, Are you tookers. <laughs> what does that mean again? <laughs> I don't even remember. Oh, it's yeah. Canada. It's Canadian. So wait, yeah. why do they, so they're? I guess there's just some dudes in Canada that are making it and pushing it down. I wonder if it's coming from pills first. It's coming from or, pills. It's coming from down so the border. Can they get them the cheaper up there or something? Pills, yeah. You can in oh, Canada. Canadian prescriptions are dirt cheap. Yeah. yeah. Some okay. of them are a lot more um, stronger, too. Really? Because uh, the FDA doesn't... Yeah. Is the FDA up there? Here's here's my question. All right. So you've experienced this a lot in law enforcement. You, can you see, can you visibly tell there is an uptick in heroin and in these kind of drugs? Hey, when we start having to add stuff to our our gear. Your belts, yeah. Our wow. belt. And we're just having to carry this stuff and... We should always be constantly training, you know, for any type of situation. But when we're having to take special classes on how to mm. save a person's life in this regard, and they're giving us these tools to use, you know, like, hey, you use one a day, here's another, take it with you, you know, and that wow. we're, we're told to keep these in our units all the time. Wow. You know, that just you know, it's, 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 it's a serious thing. You know, it, it's kind of hard, you know, that you sit there and you're watching someone, you know, just say perish, you know, for something that we see as senseless. But for them, they can't, they can't help it. And you, you know. never know what it started from. You know, maybe it was someone dropped a pill, you yeah. know, and yeah. it's just going to be as simple as dropped a pill and picked a pill up. Yeah. Or, you know, like, how do you take your, your medicine during the day? You know, do you dump all your medicines in your hand as you go in the kitchen to get a glass of water? Right. And one's out, yeah. And one falls out and your baby picks it up or, yep. or, or a friend picks it up or it drops on the counter or something like that. Or, you know, yeah. it drops in your food or someone drops one of your food. So so it's so the one of the active ingredients, fentanyl, is mm-hmm. in is in these, these pills. I was looking at a side-by-side comparison. Mm-hmm. This is where it's bad. 
from what I understand, police officers and EMTs or whatever, if they come on a situation where somebody is overdosed on heroin and there's fentanyl involved, they're saying that a granule, I've, I mean, I've listened to reports, I have read through them, mm-hmm. one granule, like a salt granule of fentanyl, will it'll literally kill somebody. Yeah. It'll knock them out. They put side by side 30 milligrams of heroin versus that are enough to give an overdose compared to what it actually is in fentanyl. It was like it was like three or four granules of this. So like law enforcement, are you you got to wear gloves. You got to protect yourself because you know what you're walking into. Yeah, You know, we're, for being a first responder, you know, if you're on a medic truck or a paramedic or ambulance or something like that, you know. That you're going to go somewhere where you're going to be touching bodily fluids or something, so you're yeah. you're gloved up. When we receive a call like that, we're we're going ninety to nothing to get there, and then we get there, we're reacting right then. And we saw at the beginning that even though we were trying to save a life, that we we're putting our lives in danger too. And we can't help anyone if we're not able to help them. That's so, so you know, yeah. having. Officers now just keep gloves in their car. Yeah. Um, I wore a glove, you know, the majority of, of shift. Just, you just never, yeah, never know. Yep. You know, patting someone down or touching something in someone's house, you know, just leaning against a table while you're talking to them in the house. You, you, just, you just don't know. You just don't know. And, you know, with Man. those people overdosing, like. There was a, there's a, a police officer in uh, just outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania who was in a situation like that and didn't have time to get his gloves on and Mm-mm. got this guy over and and that got on his hand and it knocked him out. Yep. The other guy was in an overdose, but it literally, and you're talking granules got on his hand, mm-hmm. got absorbed in, and it just flat knocked him yeah. out. Then he's got to go through, and it's not like a detox, but it's something like that. Like you mm-hmm. got to make sure this guy's going to be okay long term. It's that powerful. Yep. That is that's what's out there yep. on the streets. That'll make you think twice about shaking hands. I'm serious. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! For I don't real. even like germs, Tyler. I know, Neil. That's why I don't like. We germs. talk about that all the time. It makes mm-hmm. weird noises, man. Germs do. They do. There's like a. But you know, grape jelly. Going back to what we said, a lot of it is accidental. Yeah, yeah. and that's the scary part. Yep. Yep. You know, like it just scares me that we're not being, you know, very cautious with our medications. You know, we might be trying to help a friend out who's in pain or something. Yeah, it's not worth it. We're hurting them. We're hurting them real bad. You know, that's wild. So on the help side of things, I actually have, it was a privilege to be able to sit down with this guy. It was kind of a chance encounter. But um, this guy's uh, he's got a family member of his, very near and dear to him, that died of an overdose. And he had gone to rehab, got clean, and all of a sudden relapsed and overdosed. And so... This man created, it's called the Will Bright Foundation. Will Bright Foundation has Facebook. They're online. They're everywhere. They're based out of uh, Birmingham, Alabama. But they mm-hmm. actually, so if, if people are needing help or if they need to know more facts or they need to know more of what, what to do, if you know somebody that might be in it, the Will Bright Foundation is a great place to start. Do you know other places? If someone is in trouble or if someone is having a problem or if they're whatever, if they want to get clean, what does that look like? What's the best place for them to go? Um Man, there usually it's their family. They're looking for places. You know, so, oh, okay. yeah. That yeah. makes sense. The family's trying to find them help. Um, jail is not the place for them. You know, they're not getting any help in there. You know, they're going through a, a very harsh oh, detox. that's a rough detox. Yes, yeah, it's, 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 it's very rough. But you can go on to your, um, your state 
websites and stuff like that. Just type in um, recovery or opioid addiction recovery places like that. Okay. Um, Eagle Chris, you know, was one of the first ones that popped up. And a lot of these things um, take anyone from any states and stuff. And you can go to your doctor, you know, and he can help. He can actually get you help. Yeah, get you help. It's kind of wild, though. I've noticed a lot of uh, billboards and things like that that Mm -hmm. that keep saying this, like, if you you see somebody who is addicted or who is in an overdose or who is in one of those drug-related situations and you want to get them help, you, you will not get in trouble if you report them. Yes, if you bring them to them, which is great because a lot of times you think you're, like you said earlier, if you do, if you dropped off a, a huge amount of, of mm-hmm. drugs. Wheelbarrel. A wheelbarrow mm-hmm. full. I think you said rolling up in a wheelbarrow. Yeah, um, overdose hotlines or um, yeah. um, substance abuse hotlines. That's tough. But So you're saying it's, so it, there's less and less punishment for just being very forthcoming and saying, yeah. all right, I got this problem. Yeah. Or I've, I've this had up. people say, hey, we were both shooting up from here. And, you know, I was. He was wow. too. But he's overdosed. He's dying. I love him. Wow. Can we get somebody out here to help? And we, we, of course we, you're going to help. Yeah, we're going to help. Man. You know. Uh, what happens to the other person? You know, it goes just case by case. You know, a lot of people say, you know. Man, that's tricky. You know, it's not illegal to use it, but uh-huh. it's illegal to have it. And you're like, wait, oh what? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I have it. It's in me. Yeah, I'm like, okay. But, you know, this, this being honest, this, this being forthcoming, it's like, uh, man, we're just wanting to help. Yeah, you know, it's just like right then at that moment, I I really didn't care about you know what you did. Yeah, you know, you're trying about, to help the person. I'm just yeah. trying to help the person. Man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I just I just want to see you make it. Got a lot of respect for law enforcement, for EMTs, for first responders because they're dealing with they're, they're not only trying to help save somebody else's life, they also have to be able to protect their own. Yeah. Yep. Um, I know you've. Theirs come first. Oh my gosh! It's like the yep. whole like, hey, the and opposite, airplane. Put yes. your face. I said it first. Put, dibs. Your, put your face. Yeah. Put it like on your face you, first because you, you can't help people if you can't breathe. Yeah. You can't take care of it. It's opposite. You know, theirs come first. You Man. know, a lot of us. I mean, look at the guys. Not eleven. That's, yeah, really. that's passed away yep. yeah. from all the chemicals and the cancer and the stuff. Yep. They didn't they care about. Yep. You didn't care about none of that. They wanted to save people. You know, it, yeah. it, it's there's a lot going on in the news and stuff right now about law enforcement. But you know, it's, it's we, all good. It's all good. You know, we're here to here to help. And, it's amazing. Yeah, John, thanks for for talking. John, this, is, this is serious. You. Like it's one of those serious ones. I'm like, wow, yeah. this is this is heavy. Yeah. But at the same time, that you can get help. Um, this, uh, I, I agree with what Tyler said. Like we should be talking about this more at the state mm-hmm. level, at the, at the national level. Yep. There's a lot more that we should be doing. So yeah. would you say this is more or less serious than explaining robots taking over the world? It's a, it's, it's, uh, well, it's, right now it's more serious, but then over. robots are coming. Robots are yeah. coming. Robots are coming. Right, John? We talked about impeachment here. too. And look where we're at now. Yeah. I know. We explained impeachment. We explained impeachment. You're like, oh, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Roll through our <laughs> now you do. Now you do. <laughs> now you do. You took her. John Boyd, thank you. You're welcome. Thank y'all. Hey. We appreciate you so much. I appreciate you so much more than Neil appreciates you. Well, Don't ever forget that, John. I see that little probably, twinkle in your eye, Tom. That's right. probably true. Like Santa Claus. Wow. Yeah. A lot of twinkling going on in here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you. And, um, you know, hopefully this information is helpful to you. And if you know anybody or you're a person in a situation that needs help, you get that. So thank you all so much for listening to the Tyler and Neil Explain Everything podcast. Oh.